Welcome back to The Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today, we have Adrian, the creative leader and omnichannel marketing expert. Thank you, Adrian, for getting into the show. Thank you, Rohit. Awesome. So I think you are also the one of the agency owner and running the agency from last more than 10 years now and helping mid-sized businesses, helping small guys into the industry in e-commerce, mainly real estate, you said as well. So would you just like to give a quick runway of your entire journey, how you got started with the agency, how you used to help with the clients, and what's your major goal behind the agency, you know? Okay. So uh, thanks, Roy, for having me on. Uh, Numero Uno Web Solutions uh, was actually born being a digital marketing department of a different company, which is still the parent company. So mm -hmm. in 1986, Lombardi Publishing Corporation was was founded and they did direct-to-consumer publishing of newsletters, uh, economic advice, stock market advice, direct-to-consumers just in Canada. And that business grew to be an online an online business. So we, we took that business from just doing print newsletters to online newsletters and websites. We also had a health newsletter division and we were growing digitally online. So in 2012, we decided to incorporate our own company called Numero Uno Web Solutions mm -hmm. to help small to mid-sized businesses in the greater Toronto area uh, to help grow and get uh, get more business using SEO, using social media, doing some web development, web design, uh, content marketing. So what we did is we took what we learned from our publishing company mm -hmm. on using content to help increase the traffic and increase the conversions. And we started doing it for local businesses. And we've had uh, hundreds of different companies uh, use us for their web marketing since 2012. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, you know, like, so I just have one quick question first, you know, like you are the omni-channel expert in the industry, you know, so would you like to speak like the, what does it mean? Like if someone is getting started with the marketing and so on, like what omni-channel means and how it actually work and how this can actually be a fuel for any business. Mm -hmm. So I guess the omni-channel expert part of it is when I started in this business, I started with direct mail copywriting. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing a lot of direct mail, uh, uh, direct mail marketing. And what we found as we grew is, is using this omni-channel marketing. So using uh, direct mail, display, paid ads, organic, social media, mm -hmm. even doing some radio, doing a little bit of satellite radio to promote our various businesses that we had was mm -hmm. able to further increase our reach. So, one of our big breakthroughs uh, was when we started doing our direct mail, we were asking our customers to send back a, literally an order form, a piece of paper with either a check or a visa or MasterCard number. They would okay. send it back to us. And that's how we would fulfill their subscriptions. What we did is we started doing it on the website instead. So we were promoting a website through our email marketing channel. Mm -hmm. And we were promoting that very same website through our direct marketing channel. So it was like an omni-channel marketing system. So we were doing various various ways of attracting attention back to our company using everything that was available to us. And the key for us is that once we tested something on a small scale and it worked, 
we were able to expand and scale it up and really go go deep for it. And that's what would help grow the company. Awesome. So awesome. So I think I think you in the marketing, it's something known as budget into the ads, you know. You know that very well. So, mm -hmm. so tell me, like how I think audience would love to hear like how to budget the marketing spend, you know, because many of the small businesses does not even have the marketing budget, to be honest. Yeah. They used to do marketing on their own as well. They don't even have the mm -hmm. money to hire the agency, obviously. They are looking for just a one-man army to hire one guy who can be taken care of as a whole. So how you would like to define for each, even for small businesses, even for mid-size, even mid-size have money, you know. So yeah, how you would like to go? Yeah, for any business. So the way we have have worked on our own side of the business, as well as what we've recommended to all of our clients as well, is the key is for us is really boils down to three letters. And that is LTV, lifetime value. So mm -hmm. the lifetime value of a customer. So what a lot of business leaders or, or people who are running smaller businesses tend to tend to make a mistake about is that they take the AOV, the average order value, as the prime metric for measuring success with marketing instead of the LTV. So what does that mean? So for example, in the publishing side, so the publishing company that we have, you know, our average order value is $295, right? So for $295, somebody can come in and get a, a subscription to one of our financial newsletters, and that will last for one year. Okay. So if I spend X amount of dollars on marketing, so let's say I spend $3,000 on marketing, you know, to break even, I need about 11 subscriptions. If I was just going on average order value, hmm. instead I take the lifetime value of a client. So what that means is I look at uh, the average client might, you know, uh, stay on for two years. And during that two-year period, there's upsell opportunities, uh -huh. right? I can upsell them different subscriptions. I can upsell, upsell them yeah. premium subscriptions. There's the renewal income. I can get renewal income from that person. So <laughs> that way, you know, they're not here for one year. They might be here for two, three, four. There's also other ancillary uh, benefits. I can upsell them books. I can sell, I can rent their names through my mailing list. I can do some email marketing to them. And what that does is increases the lifetime value. So for example, one customer, while the average order is $295, mm -hmm. their lifetime value might be $1,500. So if I'm spending 3,000, that means I only need two clients to break even. So if I get four, I'm making a profit, which means yeah. if I'm testing it, I'll scale up. And that's something I like to try to explain to our clients to say, what is your lifetime value? And truth be told, Rohit, Sometimes they don't know. They really don't know what their lifetime value. They don't know, for example, if one person walks in their store and buys a $5 product or buys a $20 product, they don't know what the actual value of that person is, whether they're going to come in again, whether they're going to refer somebody else, whether they're going to do a refund too, because the LTV can go both ways, right? So that is for budgeting wise. So I guess in a roundabout way, just to get to the answer to your question, I always like to say to, to a customer, figure out what your, your lifetime value of a customer is, and then test a small amount on your marketing to see how many customers you can get. Chances are good. You might be losing money up front, but if that person in the long run over a two-year period is going to spend and you'll be able to recoup and make money off of that, 
then scale up and go big with it. Awesome. Cool. Good to know, you know. So, and I think it's like lifetime value is something which each and every business should need to know. And that's the big thing, like, like in the beginning of the journey of any business owner, like it's, they don't know. We have also mm -hmm. seen that. Yeah. You know? they, they used to, yeah. They used yeah, to, you're right. they, they used to hear from their like advisory board, advisory guys, or they used to hear from the consultants, like, you know, or the business guy, but yeah, it's real. Like we have seen that too. Yeah. It's important to do the research. It's important to figure out, okay, so if I get one customer in the door, so for us at Numeruno, like, you know, our average value, our average order value is a $2,000 per month order. So if I look at my average LTV, you know, from that client, you know, it, it's anywhere between seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars, depending on upsell capabilities, depending yeah. on cross-selling. So, yeah. for example, you know, uh, somebody could come in, they start SEO with us, and down the road, they need a new website. We'll quote on that website. Exactly. Uh, so I do, for example, I do multi-channel marketing. So we've done pay-per-click ads. We do social media. We do our SEO. We do our content marketing. We do our email marketing. And I run radio ads. I run local radio ads pretty much every quarter. They're yeah. a lot of money up front. And if anybody knows about the radio industry, you know, it is <laughs> it's a big investment up front. I don't make that back. I don't make that back in month one. I don't make that back probably for the first six months of after after that radio ad runs but i know it's worth it i know that that loss at the beginning is going to pay back in dividends down the road hmm. got it radio radio is a big like since the like early age you know not in the modern age like it's mm -hmm. running from the last many years now yeah. No, and it's 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 actually been one of our most successful ways of uh, acquiring new customers. So we do we do radio spots, and you know, being in 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 Toronto, we have we have a big market here. You know, we are, if I'm not mistaken, the fourth largest city in North America. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of listenership. There's you know, just I think close to I think it's two and a half million people in, in the city. Wow. So you do get a big listenership, and if you go to the right stations and you and you put the right creative out there you'll get the response now like i said you will never make it back right off the bat so that's that's the other thing too is you have to be you have to be patient as well i tell my customers too seo is not an overnight thing ppc exactly paid google ads that's overnight i could, I could get you paid ad response mm -hmm. right away if it's if the offer's right and if the if the campaign's doing well but on seo it's a, it's a slow build like yeah. I tell my customers, it takes about, you know, sometimes it takes a year for you to start really reaping the the, the benefits yeah. of SEO. No, that's real. Six months to a year is something we also do. Like we used to tell to clients, like six months is minimum. You should go rank a website on the first mm -hmm. page, you know? So yeah. And PPC is imaging. Just put in money, get leads. Yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, so Adrian, tell me, like, I think you, uh, you, you been into the business, getting new customers, clients, you know, getting new clientele, you must have experienced the sales copies. So mm -hmm. what's the strategy behind the great sales copy to convert the prospect into client, you know? Well, it's, uh, it's something that I've been trying to figure out for 
25 years. So I started as a copywriter in this business doing direct mail copywriting. And, uh, you know, it's always been a challenge. The number one thing is to have a persuasive offer to make sure that you have a solid proof laden, uh, you know, offer that is going to be compelling to somebody to, to act. And then secondly, to make sure, and this is something that I think a lot of companies forget to do, at least, at least I've seen it in, in, in my experience is to have that call to action. If, if I tell somebody here's, here's, here's something I'm going to offer you mm-hmm. that is got a proven track record of success that can help solve your problem. Okay. Those three things, but without directing them on how to take advantage of it, mm-hmm. well, you've already lost, right? So it's almost like having a, a store with a big sign that says, get your widget here. Uh, it's at a great price and this is why you need it, but they can't find the door to walk into the store. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you need that offer. And that's, yeah. the, that's the key is to have that offer and you have to present it. So that's why I tell any client that I, I deal with, for example, if they're doing paid ads, mm. don't direct them to your website, direct them to a landing page. You can yeah. even be a copy of the website, but first of all, landing page helps you track your sales directly from a specific campaign, number one. But number two, you can eliminate any distractions. So for example, all the other menu items, anything else that might distract, because the goal of a landing page is that that person just click that one button. Mm. And that's, that's really the key to it is to have a clear call to action on your copy. Obviously an enticing headline is great. Mm. Obviously copy that is, uh, that is well-written. So way, if you're, if it's a long copy, you're reading paragraph after paragraph, it's full of proof testimonials are huge if you don't have testimonials on your website if you don't have testimonials on your google business profile you're missing out on a lot right because everybody loves the the most powerful advertising is word of mouth advertising ugc ugc is number one as well you know like getting us reviews the people who have experienced your product and service putting their reviews on like real authentic thing that's the only word of mouth and this is big. This is real big. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I always tell, tell my clients, I, like we can write copy for them, but if there's no call to action and if there's no testimonials, which helps with the proof, hmm. you have to, you have to, excuse me, because I can't remember. There used to be, it was the four, uh, there was four P's of, of, of marketing, which was, was proof, uh, problem, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's a, I I should have read it before we got on. I <laughs> got it anyway. But it's that's the key is to is to is to help solve a problem, show the proof that you can solve the problem, and have a friendly offer and the call to action to that offer. And that I think each and every single business needed to succeed has to have solved the problem. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Awesome. Cool. So a uh, lifetime value is something which should not be small. It's like, it's just by the name, you know? So tell me the best ways, like if anyone who is looking to increase, any business looking to increase the lifetime value of their customers, you know, even in the B2C, B2B or both. Yeah. So the best way is always to, when you're growing a business is, 
customer service is number one. You have to make sure that you take care of your customers. You want to keep them happy because at the very least, they'll maintain the business with you. So mm. that will keep their business going, which is always going to increase your lifetime value. The one thing that cre- increases your lifetime value is the time that the customer is with you. It's the easiest way to increase a lifetime value because if you're just connecting with a customer once a month and if they're staying with you every month or if they're coming back to you on a regular basis monthly, then you're already winning because mm-hmm. you're not having that attrition. You're not having that that customer drop off. But always offer your customers more value. Always offer them potentials to help them grow, solve more of their problems. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm, for example, selling, uh, and this is actually a, a, a potential client that I'm dealing with, let's say I'm selling cookies. Mm. Okay. Uh, and these cookies, I'm selling them online. How can I increase that life, that value of a customer? Well, there's, there's, you can have a subscription service on that cook on that cookie. So, for example, <laughs> order the cookies from my website, and I'll make sure that you get more cookies before your first box runs out. So there you go. You have continuity, and you have a subscription that increases it. Always get stay in touch with your customers either through phone if you're doing any kind of outbound or through email marketing, or through any kind of social channels, and offer them special deals to help increase their value, their lifetime Mm -hmm. value. So don't be afraid to to offer special uh, customer-only deals, uh, customer-only sales, uh, exclusive events for customers. Increase the value of that customer by getting them to to spend more with you and to develop that relationship. And I think one of the keys is, is you is acting fast. So sometimes the best time to ask for an upsell is on the original sale. Okay. And the number one company that did that, that really proved that was McDonald's. Uh, When they always ask, when somebody would buy a hamburger, they would always ask, do you want fries with that? (laughs) Right away. They didn't ask them the next time. They didn't give them a coupon for fries later on, right? They didn't just take the hamburger order and say, thank you very much. You know, they asked right away, I want to buy a hamburger. Do you want fries with that? And that is, I think, the most simplest form of how an upsell works that increases the lifetime value of a customer. Because now, yeah. instead of that customer spending the dollar on the hamburger, probably back in the 1950s or whenever, uh, now they're spending a dollar fifty on a hamburger and fries. Hmm. <laughs> That's the great example. Like it is, it's it's and by the way, I remembered the persuasion the persuasion equation for good copy. It's from a copywriter that I met uh 18 years ago named Gary Bensavanga. Uh-huh. Urgent problem plus unique promise plus unquestionable proof and a user-friendly proposition. User-friendly proposition. Gotcha. Which is your offer. Okay. So urgent problem, I'm hungry. Unique pro- unique mm-hmm. promise, this will be the best burger you've ever tasted. Unquestionable right. proof, over a billion sold. User-friendly proposition, only a dollar. And then do you want fries with that? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Awesome. Cool. 
so yeah i just have my last question you know and you're good mm -hmm. to go with the episode you know so tell me like uh we're gonna we, we talked about omnichannel we talked about marketing we talked about ads we talked about a lot in this so how to bring a business to success like anyone who is getting started though or struggling to get sales you know do mm -hmm. you think uh business can be successful without marketing i don't think so no uh there maybe there's some businesses that can be successful with it without marketing mm -hmm. uh you know if there's it's very rare like mm -hmm. there might be some very niche businesses that sell very high priced products that might just have a very a very small marketplace where it's referral and it's mm -hmm. always but, but like you should always be doing marketing i know that you know the economy can get tough and a lot of people like to cut marketing first. They like to cut sales first, right? Because they look at it as potential as opposed to like reality, okay? So uh, marketing is the potential to get sales. You do marketing with the hope of bringing in sales versus sales you already have, right? So it's funny because people don't look at marketing like as a, as a necessity, but yet at the same time, if you have a store, okay? And you uh, you have a store window, okay? And let's say you decide to, uh, you, I don't think a, a store like a boutique or anything like that, if mm -hmm. they want to cut their marketing, they wouldn't just shutter those windows, right? Mm -hmm. They wouldn't just not put out those windows. Or, or for example, if it was a if it was a business that did did business at night, they wouldn't shut the lights off to save electricity because that'll prevent people from walking in the door. Yeah. You're always doing some sort of promotion, some sort of marketing. And I know that when times are tough, you do have to cut and you do have to be wise with your spending. So that's mm -hmm. why you should always test and stick to what works for you. And don't be afraid to try new things as well. Try different channels of marketing. We never did radio before. It's only been a few years since we started. And if we never did it, we would have lost out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit because yeah. it actually worked out for us. So um, that's that will be my biggest biggest tip would be always to keep marketing, mm -hmm. test, 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 do things small, then scale up. Mm. And then uh, if it works, make sure you do scale up and keep doing what is working. That's what all should follow. Even now I'm following the same. <laughs> there you go. Everyone. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all, Adrian. Thank you so much for getting into the show and sharing these insights regarding the omnichannel marketing ad spend, getting with getting a business to like getting a business go through within to the success you know so that's all thank you so much for having in right thank you for having me